Pierce, and this is the Pierce Mind Podcast. Before we get started tonight, please go ahead and hit that like button, follow, subscribe, and share to your friends so we can, you know, build our little community here just a little bit more every day. Um, it is day 10 of uh, being back in prison, aka um, residential treatment, and I uh, feel like I'm kind of I've kind of given up the battle. Um, I think I have decided that my fate is what it is. And I am going to, in the words of my wife, join the fight. Um, I think I said that I am going to relentlessly give in. But she said that just mean I was uh, just, she said that just means I was joining the fight. So I'll give it to her, I guess. (laughs) Um, today was honestly, Mondays are somewhat the worst because there's not a lot going on. Um, we do have this thing called community, which, um, basically all that is, is it's a situation where they basically just let us know every week, you know, what's going on. If we're getting any new people, if anyone's leaving, you know, make sure you do this, that, and another thing. And, uh. So, yeah, and you switch tables on Mondays, which is kind of nice. You get a new group of people to get to know, chat with. Um, And so that's where, that's Monday. It's a pretty chill day. Um, Today was going actually pretty good, so we got this group. uh, I think it's called something like Shame Resilience, and then just, we all shut down because we all have so much shame. At least I know I do. Um... I have a just a buttload of shame and disappointment in myself every time. So when that comes up in group, I shut down because it's hard to it's hard to admit that. And it's hard to look at yourself every day and say you fucked up. You failed. You could have done so much better. You could have been more authentic sooner. You wasted your life. Um, you know, and I was talking to Kim today and she even brought up the point of maybe the reason I relapsed when I went home last time I was in treatment or the reason I relapsed as soon as I went to PHP was because I feel like I deserve this. And I have to think about that, right? And I don't, I don't think that's really wrong. I think I do deserve this. You know, I think on some level, this is what I've been trying to tell all my therapists, even the ones back home, that very thing, that, you know, there's an expected path for me in my life, and that was not, you know, I don't think the world expected much of me, and I feel like I'm just following that path. And if I look a little deeper, I think about, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, my first marriage and what a piece of shit I was and how I earned a lot of that hurt 
I think I do tend to think I earned this because not only was I a real shithead to my ex-wife, you know, ne- never just before you like get all worked up. It was never physical. We just fought all the time and I would, you know, have these outbursts. Um, and I was, you know, the fact is, I think I was struggling with all the shit I'm struggling with now, but I was 19 and I had no way to handle it. Or at least at 43, I've had some therapy and I'm not perfect and I still have my blow ups, but like I can control it better. You know, back then I had no control of my emotions. I was angry. I was angry. I didn't know who I was. I was angry. Honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I was angry that we, you know, I went and had a kid that I wasn't ill prepared for. And I was angry that I was now married. Not that I didn't love that woman at one point, but I wasn't prepared for that responsibility by any means. Like, I remember so young thinking, like, I'm just going to, like, run the, like, do whatever I want, travel the world, and then that stupid dick got in my way. Like, man, I don't know what it was about sex, but it drove me. It drove me so hard to make so many bad decisions. And not that my daughter was a bad decision by any means. Please don't. I don't want to go there. Let's not go there today. That's a conversation to have about how I felt. You know, when Deb told me she was pregnant. But the fact is, the second that kid was born... My, like, my heart was hers. And I knew that I had to take care of her. And in full disclosure, I did a shitty job taking, you know, playing that role the first few years. I let Debbie down. I let my family down. I let my daughter down. And I mean, I still carry that to this day. I mean, that's heavy weight on these shoulders. Like, I was the epitome of a life loser, if you ask me. I did not have my priorities or order. It was all about being selfish. But, I mean, are we surprised? I was 19. What 19-year-old isn't selfish? Especially nowadays. I wanted life on my terms and I wasn't ready to give that up or to live it on someone else's terms or have people depend on me. And unfortunately that led to some of the greatest mistakes of my life. And it led to the person, you know, who has, you know, my heart outside of Kim. Like, I don't know that I love anything more than my kids. You know, my son might not, like, text me every day, but I know he loves me. I know that he appreciates, to some extent, what I've done for him. Is he a pain in the ass? Yes, but he's there, and I could talk to him every day, and I could see him grow, and I can see him as he takes on adventures. And with Kaylee, I just keep missing all of that. 
that breaks my fucking heart. I mean, I love that kid so much. I honestly, I don't know what else to do at this point. I reached out to Debbie via text this week. I did everything I could, right? Everything in my power to say, hey, I fucked up. But please understand, I'm not the man who you divorced. Like I'm a completely different man, and it, I don't want to. I don't want to die not knowing my daughter. I don't want to die not knowing simple things like what she does for fun, what her favorite color is, what kind of cereal she eats. I just want to know her, and if that's even through like being a pen pal, just through written letters, because she doesn't ever feel comfortable you know having a personal relationship I'll fucking take it I just want to know my daughter I just want to know where that person that I created is and how their life is and if there's anything I could do to help it and if she needs my support which I know she needed so frequently growing up and because her mom and I could not get on the same page she suffered a lot and if she's anything like her dad she's good at holding resentment and grudge and anger and it might be a while before she's ready to chat I mean it took me how long to write a letter to my mom telling her about my feelings about not knowing my dad um yeah it might be a while and that might be after I'm gone but I guess that's why we do these podcasts, right? So I can clear my chest, hang out with you, and leave something permanent here for her. Because at the end of the day, I can only do my best. You know, I can't change the past. I can't force the future. I can only do my best. Oh, fuck. I just had like a little breakthrough. That's exactly what I should be doing right now with everything, right? I can't force the future. I can't change the past. I can't go back and eat properly and not kill my body with food. I can only do what I can do. And that's right here in this moment. And that's... Fuck, that's actually heavy, right? You would think, like, duh, like, you should know that right off the bat. But, I'm an idiot. And it just kind of came to me right now, so. This thing is... Uh, My wife, she's just a wise human. I... I honestly don't know what I would do without her on a day-to-day basis. She keeps me she keeps me balanced and she raised me what wisdom like that. Found out today that you know one of my friends is dealing with bipolar. And I know all too well about that little guy. And what a struggle that is and what a struggle it is on the people that love us. 
And, you know, I know you're out there and I hope you're listening. Just know you know, buddy. I'm always here. I always got you. Because I might not have been able to make a lot of friends. But I try to stay loyal to the ones I have. And I try to support them any way I can. It's funny. I took that. uh, What's it called? The emigrant. Emigram thing. It's like the personality test. And I think. I can't remember if I was a 6 or a 9. Or a 6 and a 9. Maybe get two numbers. But I just remember it was saying like. My personality type is super loyal. And I like to think that about myself. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't. I don't easily like. People tend to like. I put up walls. And then if I don't put up walls. Like I'm just too open for people. <laughs> so you know when I make friends. I want to hold on to those mother effers. They're important to me. Uh, super excited. Uh, we got meal inning this week. So I get to be part of that. And that's cool. Because that's when we kind of order food in. And it is a struggle. Because it like clicks all these things for me um where I just want to order as much as I can of my favorite foods because you know in this undisclosed location that I'm at the taste preference here is a little different than what I'm used to back home so any chance I get to be a part of mealing and actually order something I like it's exciting but it's also a super challenge because I like for instance, if I was to go to somewhere like Sonic, right? We talked about this today, actually, in in my therapy session. Like, if I go where somewhere in the Sonic, like Sonic, I have already built in this thing where, like, just thinking about Sonic releases uh, dopamine, and I get excited, right? So I'm already like giddy, just the idea of going there, and then I get there, I get more excited to more dopamine. And I know that, like, well, what do I like at Sonic, right? Two-foot-long hot dogs, Coney dogs, with a large tot and a large drink. And probably an ice cream cone. And I'm thinking of this stuff, and that dopamine's just kicking in, kicking in, kicking in. And I'm just ordering it. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Right? But then, I've got to eat it all because, you know, we're... we're when I grew up, I'm not saying like, sometimes it was tough and like, I liked seconds. So, um, you kind of had to eat fast because there was a bunch of us and there wasn't always a lot of seconds. So it was like first one to get it, you know? Um, which is why my pacing is so crazy right now. And I know I'm jumping all over the place. You're gonna have to forgive that today. We'll get better at that tomorrow. But that's why my pacing is all off right now. Because even yesterday, right? We had uh, 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 brain fog. I hate this shit so bad. Um, we had Sloppy Joe. And, and I wanted an extra one. And I knew that, you know, the chef puts the food away pretty quick. So I slammed that first sandwich, right? I slammed it. And then I was like, oh, can I get another one? And foolishly, they told me yes. 
And so I went and I loaded up this second sandwich. And I mean, I loaded her up with, to the point where I needed a spoon because it was dripping so bad that I had to scrape it off the plate. And so I had a little binge yesterday. You know, let's just admit it. I'm not proud of it, but that's what I'm here for. You know, my dietician was like, it's okay. Don't let it destroy you. Um, but I didn't feel good. I felt achy stomach afterwards, uncomfortable. And I was just really not proud of myself. And it goes back to that shame that we were talking about earlier, right? Constantly feeling the shame. Speaking of fog brain, I got to be honest with you guys. I maybe already told you this this week, but again, fog brain. But, you know, I've done some research and my wife's done some research and I've had some good conversations with the doctors. And, you know... Without a transplant, this thing's like super ugly. Dying this way is super ugly. It's painful. It's like there's nothing good about it. Obviously, dying sucks. <clears throat> but without a transplant, basically how I understand it is by the time I go, my brain, because my liver can't get rid of the toxins, and there'll be so many toxins, my brain function for memory will be like I have dementia and that hits me so hard today because I'm just sitting here like if I don't get a transplant or if I don't f figure something out I'm gonna literally forget everything I've ever loved I'm gonna forget you know we'll start I'm gonna forget what's I'm gonna my puppy snickers I'm gonna forget my kids' names, my brother's name. I'm going to forget all the things I've ever done. And the scariest thing, like the, because I, I know this will break her heart and mine, is there's a chance that I could forget my wife completely. I mean, I went not too long ago where I couldn't remember her name for a short time. And I bawled my eyes out. I sat and bawled. Because I couldn't. I could see her face. I could see things we've done. I could see her beautiful smile and that red hair. And just that cute little grin she gets. And I'm like. I'm going to forget all that. If I don't get healthy. Like my body feels so heavy right now. Thinking about that. Thinking about the... I'm not going to remember the person who made me the best version of myself. <sighs> That's scary. I'm not going to remember... The only person, there's been two people in my life who saw me for a better, saw, who saw what I could, that I could be a better person. They saw something good in me. And the first person, I destroyed that. Destroyed that person. I destroyed their perception of me. And honestly, 
I never thought I would get that again. And I never thought I would allow myself in that kind of situation. And to think that I might forget Kim, this person who not only saw something better in me than I was when we met, But I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget that. Because she kept. She didn't just see it. She fought to be with it. She broke through every fucking wall I put up. She broke through everything. She put up with so much bullshit. And if I don't get better. If I don't get my fucking shit together. I'm going to lose her. And I sit here every day and I watch some of these people treat this like summer camp. And then when I talk about my, the things I have going on, they just ignore it. And I wish they only knew. I wish they only knew what I was going through and how much just having them just give a little bit of shit would mean so much to me. I think I'm going to call it a day, y'all. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to call it a day. Um, you guys know what to do with all this stuff. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the Pierce of Mind podcast.